Welcome to the Marriage on Fire podcast, the show for couples that shares research-based relationship insights, advice, and strategies for creating and sustaining a happy and fulfilling marriage, where we look at the stuff that truly makes the relationship and how to live a good life. And here's your host, husband and dad and relationship coach, Gideon Hanacom, creator of the popular New Zealand-based blog, TheRelationshipGuy.com. What's up, everybody? This is Gideon, and welcome back to episode number 14 here on Marriage on Fire. I got an interesting uh, question this, this last week from somebody on social media who wanted to know how can she build a marriage that is successful and that lasts? thought about this question, and I realized that this is something that a lot of people perhaps struggle with, and so I thought to do this very short episode for you guys on this podcast and share with you what I think are eight very good tips to create a more loving relationship. Is something that we need to understand as we try and build relationships that are successful, quote unquote, or relationships that are lasting, is we need to understand we need to adhere to certain principles. There isn't any quick, there aren't any quick fixes. There isn't just like a one-liner that we can use or a cliche that we can buy into and just, you know, spray and walk away as the weed killer motto goes. It doesn't work like that when it comes to relationships, when it comes to other being in a relationship with other people. The reality is if we want to create a relationship that is successful, again, quote unquote, or we want to create a relationship that is lasting, filled with happiness and intimacy for the long haul, we need to adhere to certain principles. There are certain things that we need to put in place and we need to work those things and work hard on those things over the long haul in order to create a result that is what we would define as happiness or intimacy and so on. So these eight tips I want to give you this week are simply that these tips aren't meant to fix a broken or abusive relationship. It isn't to fix you know any deep-seated underlying issues or emotional trauma or anything like that. These tips are simply for average couples who have just perhaps become a little bit stale. Perhaps you've become really busy. You're living past each other. You've become more roommates than actually lovers, and uh, and perhaps the kids are taking a lot of up of, uh, up a lot of your time. Maybe you know business is taking you away from your marriage whatever the case is, but these tips are meant for you to start building these back into your relationship, start bringing them back into your dynamics, start bringing them back into how you deal with your partner, with your spouse, and when you do these tips consistently over time, you will also start reaping the rewards for that again. So obviously there are many things that you can do as a couple to create a marriage that is successful and that lasts, but I think these eight tips are very effective. It's a good starting point, at least. They're very effective for creating a more loving relationship, at least. And when you do this consistently, chances are you will also, you know, create a relationship that is successful and that lasts. There's no reason why it shouldn't when you do things like this. So let's uh, quickly grab a pen and paper. And as we go through this list, I'm also just going to challenge you to perhaps score yourself. Give yourself a score out of 10 for each of these tips. Zero being you're really poor at this, it's it's not working at all, and 10 is you're doing it very well. And then for every score under six that you give yourself out of 10, I want you to simply set yourself a simple task for next week or by next week. And the task is that for every score you gave yourself under six is what can I do to improve my score by one before the next episode? So if you gave yourself, for example, a four out of 10 for tip number one, Ask yourself, what can I start doing more or what can I stop doing more um, in order to make the four a five out of 10 by next week? 
And what I want you to essentially do is set yourself some mini goals, mini tasks, you know, behaviors, actions and stuff that you can start to work on and start incorporating into your relationship or perhaps take out of your relationship to start changing the situation and the result that you're getting right now. So if you've got a pen and paper, let's quickly get through or get into this and talk through these eight tips that will help you create a more loving relationship. So tip number one is to show your gratitude. Here's the thing, guys. It doesn't matter how long we've been we've been with somebody or how long we've been married. The reality is, is that appreciation never goes out of fashion. Our mums all taught us that we've got to use these magic words, thank you, and I don't think that they ever go out of fashion. Just because you've been with somebody for 30 years and they've, you know, picked up your shit and they've made you food or they've, you know, listened to your problems or they've been there for you, it doesn't mean that they suddenly not that into gratitude any longer. Just because somebody has been with you for a long time doesn't mean that they're not into appreciation. People essentially always love it when they, you know, feel that they're being appreciated, that there is a sense of gratitude for them. And so in your marriage, the first tip I can give you is to show your gratitude and not just kind of go, well, you know, my partner or my spouse knows that I'm grateful, you know, or my partner or my spouse knows that I'm grateful because I, I bought them stuff or, you know, I, I provide or any of these type of stuff. People, our spouses want to know, they want to know by, by hearing it. They want to hear the words that we are grateful. And it's so simple to use. Simply saying to your wife, thank you for this beautiful meal. Simply saying to your husband, thank you for taking care of the kids last night so I could go out with the girlfriends and watch a movie. Simply saying thank you is a simple little thing to do, but it gives us so, it bears so much fruit if we do it consistently and if we do it sincerely. Obviously, we've got to do it sincerely. When thank you just becomes sort of something we say as a, as a habit, it might be a good habit, but eventually it starts sounding a little bit hollow. So saying thank you, showing gratitude and telling your partner, you know, expressing your inner feelings, your partner needs to know that you're grateful. When you start doing that more consistently, it will render rewards. So show your gratitude. Tip number two is you need to start incorporating more fun and playfulness into your relationship. The interesting thing is when we start out together as a couple, we tend to do all sorts of things. We tend to do things that we both enjoy. We tend to do things that are fun. But the longer we're together, the more we become stuck in a rut generally. And if we want to create a relationship that is more loving, I want to challenge you to start questioning and assessing just how much fun and playfulness there is right now in your relationship or your marriage. And if there isn't much, I want to challenge you to commit yourself to doing something or, you know, doing, you know, coming up with some ideas to start incorporating more fun and playfulness into your relationship again. Because the reality is, is that when things become boring to us, we lose interest. When something becomes very stale to us, you know, we lose all motivation to really invest our time and effort into it. So my challenge to you is this, start incorporating more fun into your marriage if you have discovered that perhaps it's become more stale than you would like than you would like it to be and uh, and just a sort of a warning sort of you know word of caution on this don't just suggest things that you find fun to do because chances are your partner or your spouse has some other ideas 
So I would rather challenge you to have a conversation around what it is that you can do, start doing as a couple together that you both find as fun, that you both feel is is play, you know, is, is filled with playfulness and adventure, and and you both enjoy doing. Because if it's only one person doing something that is fun, and the other person is isn't really feeling it, that's not going to give you the rewards or the result that you want. So incorporate more fun into your relationship, but make sure it's stuff that you both enjoy. Tip number three is you need to start going out of your way. What that means is, is that you need to start picking up some of the slack a little bit more than what is expected and also out of the blue. I had a very interesting conversation with a young guy recently and he told me of how he took his afternoon off. He got off from work earlier and what he did was, he lives with his girlfriend and what he did was he he went and he vacuum cleaned the house and he put uh, washing in the lawn you know in the washing machine and he he, he dusted the house down and and uh, and, he, and he mowed the lawn he cut down some trees he just really went out of his way to you know just tidy the place up and the reason he wanted to do that was he knew that his girlfriend was going to have the following afternoon off and he knew that if these things weren't done that she would take her afternoon the time that she had off from work to do these things and he wanted to give her an afternoon off so he wanted to pick up the slack for her to essentially give her an afternoon where she could just relax and do whatever it is that she wanted to do and as this guy was telling me this this young guy was telling me this I thought here's a young guy that gets it here's a young guy that is going to go far in his relationship with this person because he understands what is required to create a more loving relationship he understands what is required not just of a man, but he knows what is required of a partner to make his partner feel special and valued, and he is going to reap the rewards for that. If he could do that consistently over time, there is no reason why his relationship with this person shouldn't succeed. So ultimately, if you've been married to someone for a long time, this again is something that many of us have started overlooking. We stop going out of our ways or out of our way for our partners. If you want to create a more loving relationship after many years, you need to start doing this again. You need to start going out of your way and pick up the slack, do some extra work, sacrifice a little bit for your partner, because by doing so, you're actually telling them, you're actually showing your partner that they are special and they are valuable and they and, and they matter to you. And that ultimately will reap you the rewards if you do that consistently. Not from a place of manipulation, but from a place of sincere care and love for your partner. Tip number four is do the activities they want to do. Again, when we've been together you know, with somebody after some time, it is very easy to start assuming that our partners typically want to do the things that we want to do, or we simply just don't care. We just go ahead and book things and we go to things and whatever it is because we think our partner's simply just going to go with it because they've got no choice. Here is a novel idea. Here is a different perspective, a different way of going about things. Start surprising your partner again by suggesting that you do something that they actually want to do you know, as a couple. Not just you giving them money to go shopping if that's or you know browsing if that's what they like to do, but you actually saying, let's go shopping together. We might not buy a lot of stuff or we have a budget or whatever, but I would love to spend the day just with you walking around in shops because I know you love doing that. Whenever I do this with my wife, 
I know that uh, I'm, you know, it's going to reap, re, you know, reap the rewards. I know it is going to benefit our marriage because I know she loves doing it, and I absolutely hate doing it, and she knows that as well. So when I do that, I can see the gratefulness, the gratitude, the appreciation in her eyes knowing that I'm willing to do that for her. Now, granted, I need to do that far more, but the point is that if you truly want to show your partner just how important they are to you, you have to start doing the things that they want to do versus or rather than just the things that you want to do. Because that is simple, that is easy. Always doing what you want to do is easy, but it won't give you the rewards in your relationship that you want. It definitely won't create a loving relationship because that's essentially about you and not about them. Tip number five is to keep their needs in mind. It is so easy, guys, to fall into patterns and restricted comfort zones. It is so easy to become stuck in a rut as a couple especially if we've been together for a long time. And the sad thing is, is that the longer we're together, the more we start assuming what our partners want and need. But it is oftentimes quite the opposite. Oftentimes, the longer we're together and the more we grow as individuals, the further we can grow apart because we don't keep track of one another. Just because you're living under the same roof or just because you've been living under the same roof for the last 30 or 40 years doesn't mean that you still know what's going on in your, in your, in your wife or your husband's heart or mind. Ultimately, as couples, if we want to create a more loving relationship, we need to be as curious about our spouses as we were way back at the start. In the beginning of a relationship, we typically want to know everything about this new person we're dating. We want to know everything about them. We want to spend time with them. We want to smell them. We want to taste them. We want to touch them. We want to be close to them. But the longer we're together, the less that becomes important. But here is the big irony. In order to build a loving relationship, the more important those things remain is that just you know physical touch and being close and and talking to each other and being curious about one another asking one another out uh, going on dates going away having fun you know doing all these things these things don't fall out of fashion just because you've been together for 40 years these things actually become more important the longer you're together because ultimately it had become so easy to become stuck in comfort zones and become stuck in ruts that we don't make, you know, don't go the extra mile and we don't make the effort to really, really make an effort with one another. So you have to start, one, become curious about your partner's needs. What is it your partner actually want? What do they actually need? And you need to become curious about how you can meet those needs when you go about your activities and go about your day. Now, maybe at this point you're wondering, well, how do I know what my partner's needs are? How can I meet my partner's needs? I, I want to, but how do I know what, what they are? Well, here is a simple way of actually figuring it out. Start paying attention to the things that your partner consistently and constantly do. Start paying attention to the things that they constantly and consistently complain about. Start paying attention to the things that they talk about. Start paying attention to the things that they typically go and do with their friends, maybe without you or perhaps because you don't want to do it. Start paying attention to what they read. Start paying attention to what they watch. You know, start paying attention to your partner full stop. Get out of your own head and start paying attention to your spouse 
and ask yourself, is there a way here for me to tap back into their world and for me to inject myself back into their world by meeting their needs and actually in some way or another start meeting their needs, their wants and their desires again. Because just because you live in the same house or under the same roof doesn't mean that you're actually in a loving, intimate and happy relationship. Oftentimes it's quite the opposite. So you've got to start keeping their needs in mind. Find out what they are and find a way to actually meet them. Tip number six is to start saying these magic words more regularly, more often. I love you. You cannot, the longer you're together with your, with your spouse, you cannot simply assume that your partner, your spouse know that you actually love them. You can't assume that. Our spouses want to hear verbally us using the words that we actually love them. Now, there are many different ways where you can say this. You can text them. You can say it verbally. You can email them. You can record them a message. You can show them. There's many different ways where you can say this, but nothing beats using the words, physically using the words, I love you, and expressing it in that way. Now, obviously, you need to back up those words with actions. You need to not just tell them, I love you, but then your actions speak completely the opposite. Your actions speak something else. Like if you tell your wife that I love you, but you cheat on her every every chance you get, or or you're you know unreliable, you're dishonest, and in the, these type of things, you know, then obviously your words become hollow. They become meaningless essentially. But the opposite opposite is equally true. If you just think that your partner needs to know or should know that you love them because you provide, or that you're a good husband or a good wife, or that you're trustworthy, or that you're always at home, or that you help around the house, but you never actually say the words to their face that I love you and you mean it, then those actions are actually, you know, in a sense, not meaningless, but they they could mean more. And I think they could mean more by just using these words more regularly, by telling your wife, telling your husband, I actually love you. Ask yourself this question, when is the last time that you've actually told your spouse that you love them, especially if you've been together for 30 or 40 years? When's the last time you've actually said it and meant it? Good and important question. This is a tip that I would encourage you to start doing if you want to create a more loving relationship. Tip number seven is to learn to listen actively. To listen actively simply means that you are curious and that you want to know. You're interested. That's what it means. Oftentimes when we're with somebody for a long time, we lose interest or we start to assume that we simply know what's going on in their heads, what's going on in their hearts. We know what they're thinking. We know what they want, what they fear, what they dream, what they don't want, their likes and their dislikes. And oftentimes we're very, we're very accurate. Sometimes, you know, we can guess a lot of these things, but we also need to keep track of the idea. We need to appreciate the idea that as people grow, we typically evolve as individuals. And that is true for us as couples as well. And if I'm not interested and curious, and I actually uh, ask my wife and talk to my wife on a regular basis about what is going on for her inside of her, and she doesn't tell me, or when she does tell me, I don't listen actively, or at least with a spirit of interest, you know, with an attitude of wanting to know, I'm truly curious, then we can essentially end up missing each other. We can essentially start growing apart because in a sense, we're so busy with ourselves, we're so in our, stuck in our own heads that we, we don't pay, we're not paying attention to one another and that has a price, that has a cost for our relationships. So I wanna encourage you sincerely to start listening more actively in your relationship. Start becoming curious about your wife again. If you've been with your spouse for 40 years, 
I need you to sincerely think about this. When is the last time that you've actually sat down and had a conversation with her and truly, truly asked her out about what is actually going on inside of her? What does she actually want? What does she need? What does she desire? What does she not want? What does she want more of? You know, and, and not from a place of, you know, I'm doing an interrogation, you know, so that I can use this as ammunition later on against you, but really from a place of sincerity, from a place of genuine interest. I truly want to know. I want to I wanna know who you are. I want to know who I'm married to so that I can meet your needs at a higher level. I can serve you in a deeper way. I can be a better spouse to you. You have to start listening more actively if you want to have any chance of doing that. And, uh, and I would encourage you to start doing that straight away today because it's so simple to do. Close your mouth, open your ears, and start listening. Which brings us to the last tip of the eight tips to create a more loving relationship. And that is to start supporting their ideas. Now, this is something I have observed with a quite, quite a few people, especially people that have been together for a long time. It is one thing to disagree with your partner. It's one thing to disagree with your spouse, not see eye to eye, have a different you know, point of view, different perspective. It is a completely different thing to actually become their enemy, to become their competition. When we're in a relationship with one another, we want to feel that we're playing on the same team as a, as a couple. We always want to feel that we're playing on the same team against what, you know, against whomever or whatever. Whenever we end up in a situation where it feels like I am playing on the one side and you're playing on the other side and you're my biggest competition, that has some very negative uh, consequences for any relationship, any love relationship. And so within the context of a marriage, if you want to create a marriage that's successful, that, that actually lasts, a marriage that is more loving, you need to understand that you need to become your partner, your spouse's biggest champion, their biggest supporter. When your spouse, when your partner starts feeling that you are their biggest critic, you know, your their biggest critic, you are you are critiquing them, you know, for everything they do. They can't share with you any thoughts, ideas, opinions, or anything because you're going to be the one that is critical. You're going to be the one that is shooting them down. You're going to be the one that you know goes out launch launch a, a personal attack on them for seeing things differently. When you become your spouse's biggest competition, when you become enemy number one versus being on the same team and being their biggest supporter and their biggest champion, your partner will do the following. They will start closing up and closing down for you. They will start withdrawing, maybe not physically, but because because maybe because their life is, is entangled with yours, but they will definitely do it in some way, maybe emotionally. We will stop sharing stuff with you and they will start sharing with somebody else. They will stop letting you in. They will stop sharing their ideas with you. They will stop sharing their emotions with you. Why? Because every time they do, they get hurt. So ultimately, if you want to create a more loving relationship, heed my advice on this one. You need to become their biggest champion. You need to start supporting their ideas. That doesn't mean that you always see eye to eye. It doesn't mean that you always agree with their ideas. But you can still disagree with respect. You can still disagree lovingly without being critical, without breaking your partner down, without making them feel like shit because you have a different point of view, a different view on the world, a different perspective. Because here's the thing, guys, we all do. 
ultimately in the context of a loving relationship, you have to work very hard for your partner to feel that they can come to you with whatever and they can share with you whatever it is they feel, whatever it is they're thinking, whatever it is they're going through because you are their biggest supporter. You are their biggest champion, the one in their corner, the one they can always rely on. When that goes away, when that goes away because of your choices, when that goes away because of the way you approach your partner, and it doesn't matter whether you think you know you're more you know more right than they are, or you're more often you know right than they are, it doesn't matter. When they feel they cannot rely on you, and you are not their biggest supporter, but you're their biggest critic, your relationship will suffer. That is just how it is. So ultimately, there are eight tips. Here are eight tips that you can start doing in your relationship straight away to start building and creating a more loving relationship. I am truly convinced that when you start doing stuff like this, or at least these eight things, that your relationship will reap the benefit. You will start reaping the reward for doing these things consistently uh, over time. I hope this served you. If you've got anything to add, or you have any questions on any of these, please leave them below or send them to me directly at therelationshipguy.com. I'd be happy to respond to them personally. Also, if you've got any questions or topics or themes that you want me to tune into an episode like this, send them to me as well. I'd be happy to look at them and perhaps we can tune them into an episode and I can answer you in more depth. Hopefully this served you, friends. And uh, until we see each other again next week for another episode here on Marriage on Fire, as I always say, go out, live and love fully and take care of each other. Take care of each other. And we will talk soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marriage on Fire. If you found today's show helpful, please make sure to follow and share it with someone you think needs to hear this. Also, take a moment and head over to therelationshipguy.com to connect with Gideon directly. Again, thanks for listening, and make sure to tune in soon for our next episode of Marriage on Fire.